As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello. And welcome to a cinematic universe minisode. Uh, we're doing the the live thing again uh, because it worked quite well last week or the week before or whenever it was that we did it. Uh, it gave us the opportunity to uh, do a, a news run through and actually have people um, comment along with us um, and, and talk to us and correct us uh, and also ask us questions and, and that kind of thing. And it meant that we had audio that was basically um, ready to use straight away on the podcast feed. So if you're listening to this on the podcast feed, this has debuted on YouTube. If you want to catch these as they go out, we'll probably do it for the next one as well. So keep an eye on our Twitter for the links and stuff. Uh, but for now, uh, we are going to have a run through some news because there, once again, there has been some news in the last few weeks. So uh, we'll run through and uh, comment on some of it as, as and when it's relevant. Uh, if people are watching, I think we have got some viewers. Obviously, you can comment along. So feel free to, to leave us a comment. And if you want to comment and say that you're here now, uh, we can say hello and, and give you a shout out as we go along. But um, shall we get straight <laughs> in with some news? And I can put up some fancy graphics that can't be seen on the podcast, but can be, uh, will be able to be seen on YouTube. <laughs> yes, let's let's do that. So the first piece of news. Let there be carnage. Venom 2 has got a title. Uh, it's also had its release date pushed back, which we'll talk about shortly. But um, yes, the, the Venom sequel is going to be called Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Uh, it was going to come out uh, in October this year, unsurprisingly, given everything going on. Uh, that's been <laughs> back to, to June of next year, uh, which is quite a big push. Uh, it's not as... Is it as far back or is it further back than Morbius went? Morbius went from July to March. Uh maths uh, <laughs> uh but yeah so so we will have to wait longer to see venom but it's got a title which i saw this i first discovered this because i saw this reported on a certain comic book news website as being a really bad title uh and someone said it, they, they the article said that it was like as bad a title as the phantom menace um i think it's a great title what do you think james i think it's a stupid title 
<laughs> it's not. Why it's not like a saying. Like... No one says "let there be carnage," right? No, but it's. Uh, I no, it's not. It's not a pun on like an existing saying, uh, but it's fun. I think it's you know. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> There's the debate over over Venom over the fact that like some of that film is a certain tone that the rest of the film kind of doesn't seem to know (laughs) it should also be. But I think our hope is that the sequel is going to lean far more into that. The title self-aware. Yeah, the title does suggest a certain amount of self-awareness that wasn't necessarily present throughout the first film. And it's going to have Woody Harrelson as Carnage. So, you know, I'm not anticipating this being like incredibly serious and i think i i think what i really like about it is that it, it it's kind of it's the latest in a shift away from superhero movies having titles that are just superman superman 2 superman 3 okay we'll have superman, superman returns batman batman returns batman forever batman and robin batman begins the dark knight iron man Iron Man 2, The Incredible. Obviously, the first films, that's fine. They can have the title that's the that's the name of the character. But what I like about titles like, I mean, this absolutely, Let There Be Carnage sounds to me like the title of a trade paperback of a storyline that Marvel yeah. put in the comics. But, but it, it sounds like... One Harley Quinn, maybe less so. Love and Thunder is another example. I, I'm liking the fact that these titles sound more like the titles of comic book stories and not like generic film titles that could <laughs> my my like... problem is it they sound like uh sort of generic trade paperbacks that you would skip if you saw them <laughs> on the shelf because you'll be going well that's a dumb title no you're saying that because it's carnage you're you're saying you would skip no, if it, it was called, it's if carnage, it was called venom sorry. if it was called venom maximum carnage i would be so hyped right now <laughs> the only problem with calling it maximum carnage is that that implies some kind of adaptation of the comic book, yeah, which I imagine they're aiming for, right, at some point. Mm. And yeah, um, but you wouldn't do it now, would you? You can't do it as the first Carnage story. Yeah, but they could have called it like no. I don't know. What if the next Spider-Man film is called Let There Be Clonage? <laughs> Didn't we hear that uh, the next Spider-Man film is going to have Home in the title? The next Spider-Man film is going to have the word Home in the title, which led to. Uh, a lot of joking on on Twitter about that fact. Uh, <laughs> I did lot, one joke about it. A lot of people making Spider Man jokes who didn't know you had to put the hyphen in. It was really starting to bug me. <laughs> uh, only only a few people did what I did and and took the home as part of Homer. I think I think I said it was going to be called Spider Man Homer's Barbershop Quartet. Um, but there were a lot of stay at home, and it's like, come on, <laughs> Spider Man work from home, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I expect that the Have I Got News for You Twitter account will get round to making that joke in about, <laughs> in about two or three weeks, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the Home Saga, the, yeah. uh, the Spider Man films could be could be called, uh, and Let There Be Fish Tanks. <laughs> I, I, I assume that's a reference, but I don't know what it's a reference to. <laughs> Is it just the fish tanks, the first? fish tank in Venom? Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There we go. Um, oh, look, the banner stays up after I've taken comments off. That's good. <laughs> this is new technology, so I'm still getting used to it. Um, I don't know. I just, I just feel like it's an indicator that 
this will hopefully be over the top and silly. Like it's an over the top title. It's ridiculous it, to me. I mean, there were a lot of people who said they thought the Birds of Prey title was terrible, um, and uh, and I thought it was. Uh, I, I didn't like the film. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't like that they decided to change that partway through the release because they thought it was off putting. Because to me, that title did actually appropriately reflect the tone of the film that we got and i and i loved that film and i and i loved that it had that title i am um, i am sympathetic to the fact that they went oh shit people aren't seeing this film because <laughs> they don't know harley quinn's the main yeah. character in it i mean i mean yeah if you've got an incredibly long title and you've put the character who's the draw at the end of it uh and that and so that character's name won't appear on a on a film ticket yeah so when you when you go onto the website to book the slot it says yeah birds of prey and the and you're like okay um Yeah. yeah i do i do sort of think the film probably would have been better titled like the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn Mm. And the birds of prey, or Harley Quinn's fantabulous emancipation plus the birds of prey, yeah, something like that. Like keeping the same kind of rhythm to it, but just putting Harley's name up top. Well, this doesn't have that problem. It's called Venom. Let there be carnage. You know, it's (laughs) sequel to Venom. You know, it's got carnage in it. I mean, I mean, okay. Other than maximum carnage, what without knowing anything about the plot of this film, other than it's got carnage in it, what else would you have called this film? And again, I will open that up to uh, to the (laughs) to the commenters. Um, I mean, the only other the only other carnage storylines I can think of are Carnage USA, which isn't really appropriate. Doesn't say anything. Like Carnage USA sounds like let there be carnage, which is just we took a phrase and put carnage in it because we needed some trade paperback. Um, and then like minimum carnage, which is a pun on maximum carnage, so that doesn't work either. <laughs> minimum carnage would be good. I'm not sure that would be much of a selling point for the film. No. Hey, I haven't got much of the villain in it. Um, I would have called it War of the Symbiotes. War of the Symbiotes. Okay. Well, we don't know if it's going to be a War of Symbiotes, do we? I imagine they're not going to be best buds. <laughs> I imagine. Okay, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm going to put this to a poll later. Which is a better title, War of the Symbiotes, or Let There Be Carnage? Except the internet agrees with you. Like I, I haven't seen anyone <laughs> comment and say they think it's a good title. I'm the only person. Like I, I don't work for Sony, but at the moment, I feel like maybe I should. <laughs> okay, how about Carnage of Ultron? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Carnage of Consent. <laughs> Okay, well, um, I think we've wrung this one clean, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So, um, oh, do you know what? I just, I just, I completely forgot from reading the, uh, just from um, Digital Spies article about it that uh, it's directed by Andy Circus. Completely forgot that Andy Circus was sure. Why not? I had made this film. Um, yeah. So that film has been delayed. Uh, we've we, we, we've now had we'd already had Marvel's uh, slate of delays. Uh, we've had the Sony slate of delays, which is, as I say, Morbius and uh, Venom. Uh, getting pushed back uh, it's not the only one to have have done so uh, we also found out this week that I should have taken the carnage banner off first that wasn't a smooth transition holy delays Batman uh, we are going to have to wait a little bit longer to see our Bats's debut as Batman uh, because that has been pushed back from June 2021 to October uh, which actually isn't that much of a delay and i i now that i've said it um i don't think i would have noticed getting that feel that that that's not like oh it was going to be this year and now it's going to be at the end of 2021 that's 
June to October. I mean, it means it's not going to be a big summer release. Um, I'm presuming that that is, you know, that's not it's been pushed back because people won't be able to go to the cinema. It's that's pushed back because they need to finish making the film. Like, I don't think they haven't yeah, yeah. finished shooting that, had they? So yeah. this that is a bona fide production delay on that one. Um, I sort of I think sort of... with films with films like Batman, they they sort of set their own schedule anyway. It's not um it's not like if they release that in summer it's gonna be massive and if they release it in October it's not like it's gonna be huge whatever day of the year it comes out. Mm. So and it yeah. doesn't matter. And I, I saw comments online to the effect that well, uh, October is appropriate for Batman because it makes it a Halloween film and, and we haven't had a Halloween Batman release. I mean yeah, this might be a Britain versus America difference, but I, I don't see I don't see Halloween as a festival. I don't see it as something which, you know, you're in the Halloween season, so so something being out at the cinema feels appropriate. I mean, even maybe said, no, maybe horror movies, right? If a horror yeah, movie yeah, comes out yeah. in October, you're like, oh, I'll go see that in Halloween. Or yeah, Halloween. and I can, I can but, completely... Yeah, Batman? Completely really? Well, someone, I, he, I guess he dresses in a costume, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Sexy um, Batman. But like, I did see someone say this is it's more appropriate for the kind of film that this is. I'm like, well, <laughs> well I haven't film. seen it yet. <laughs> it's more appropriate for this kind of film, a film with a character in it. Um, we've been getting some suggested titles in for, for Venom, uh, but we've also had this suggested title for, for the Batman film, Batman Let There Be Penguins. <laughs> um, some suggestions for Venom included from, uh, you're going to want to watch Two Venom, Two Carnage, <laughs> Venom 2 Electric Symbiote. That's more like it. And Untitled Venom sequel. That's, no, that's, that's what I would go with. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's just basically. I mean, it's this 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 is just it's all housekeeping at this point, isn't it? Really, it's just so. Yeah, we you know we we'll be seeing the Batman a bit later than we expected. Um, there's also been uh, some slight shifting of other films that I think haven't even really started production yet. Apparently, DC have kept a date. Uh, and actually moved the date forwards um, for the Flash film. That's now coming forward. The Flash from July. film? Yeah, the Flash film is still a thing, apparently. I have no idea who's making that at this point. I'm not sure that's true. Uh, but apparently that's come forward to June 2022. Um, and Shazam has, uh, well, Shazam 2, rather, has pushed back from uh, Shazam, let there be Mr. Mind, uh, has pushed back from April 2022 to November, um, which... You know, that's. I mean, see, these that's, are all imaginary dates of this. All, yeah, I mean, it's completely ethereal, isn't it? It's you know, uh, these are films that we expect we may or may not see at some point. I want to know when the these, cyborg films coming out. <laughs> these are just Gambit films because, like, a Gambit release dates. Like, <laughs> if you're not actively shooting a film, the release date you have might as well be like drawn out of a hat. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I mean, it's. When did this really become? as much of a thing, this thing of planting the flag in release dates for these things. Like, is this... Did, did Marvel I think I think it was when uh, people noticed that investors were, like, getting the information and then the, it was ending up on the internet anyway. Because mm. that's why they announced these far in advance, right? Because they can say to people who are investing in the companies, like, hey, we've got big shit coming up for two, three years away. And they have to announce it so that people have confidence in their business plan. Mm. But if the if the people who are investing money know, everyone knows because it's on the internet. So they have to make it into an event and say like, "Hey, 
big stuff is coming, start start the hype train rolling. <laughs> yeah. The hype train is leaving the station <laughs> on the untitled Flash movie. <laughs> Director TBC, cast TBC. There is there is almost a part of me, although it would undercut, you know, like our entire model with what we do with this, but <laughs> that, that yearn for the time when maybe all of this isn't like the biggest stuff and it quietens down and, and you don't have to actually pay so much attention to that and things can things can be a surprise and you know I think we should stop but... paying attention to release dates unless there is a film actually shooting for them. Yeah, but on the other hand, when you're going, okay, what news have we got that we can cover on this episode? It's, uh, you know. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's what they're reporting on, so it's what we'll report on. Um, we should okay. not. We should definitely not pull on this thread. Let's move on to the next thing. <laughs> yes, let's talk about uh, something that uh, is not a release date, uh, but is potentially some exciting news. And I'm going to flash up a picture of the best damn comic. Holy because... Shit. Netflix goes boom. And actually, that should have had an exclamation mark on it. Um, Netflix is not exploding. That's not what this means. Uh, what this means... That was pointless. Um, Netflix have signed uh, a first-look deal with Boom Studios, the comics publisher. Uh, publisher best known for titles like uh, Lumberjanes is a big hit of theirs. Mouse Guard, uh, which was actually in in the adaptation stages, we'll we'll come to that shortly. I think Lumberjanes was as well. Once in Future, the uh, the recent Kieran Gillen hit, um, and Giant Days. Which... Can can I just briefly <laughs> pour a bucket of scorn over this? All right, pour a bucket of scorn before I start talking about Boom comics that I'd like to see adapted. Giant Days is technically published by the Boombox imprint. Right. Does that affect its status as part of this deal? Because I suspect it might. Ah, uh, well, to be fair, it's not it's not mentioned in uh, the articles that I've seen yeah, because uh, it's probably not as part of the deal. So uh, sorry to check got... the scorn bucket over it. Does that mean I've got to find a picture of Lumberjanes and put that on the screen <laughs> instead of Giant Day? It may. It uh, may. Does it affect Hero Squared, which was one of the first things that Boom published back in the early 2000s that was Keith Giffen and J.M. DeMattis series? I don't believe if, so. If, if that's potentially included, I'm going to talk about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, there's an interesting thing here, which is that so Boom have had a, a deal for movies um, with Fox running for a little while. It was back in 2013 that it was signed. Um, it's supposed to run up to January 2021. So uh, I think basically nothing is going to come out of that because there were two projects in development, I'm reading, which were um, an animated version of Mouse Guard and a live action adaptation of Lumberjanes, which Fox had been working on for years. Basically, when the Disney deal came in, both those things got cancelled. So um, okay. even though the deal runs to 2021, I, I, there is no chance of Disney slash Fox publishing uh publishing making anything based on a boom comic that's not going to happen so um i don't think there's any issue with things that were under development there potentially being off the table here the way that giant days apparently is um it might not be it might not be i, I don't no, know I, I, i'm surprised it's not mentioned in any of the articles i know other things are probably bigger selling but um, yeah. and, it, and it's not mentioned in the the Netflix. It's not listed in the ones that Netflix put in their in their press release. So maybe it's not covered, uh, which would be a shame. Um, what about um, uh, was Steeple Boom? I think Steeple was Boombox Boom Box as well. well. I'm not sure. I know um, the Midas the Midas Flesh was Boombox as well. Mm. Uh, Ryan North's comic. 
I know Steeple was Dark Horse, in fact. Of course, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, have a, I have a feeling Boombox is creator-owned and therefore probably not subject to this. Right, okay. Um, although I wonder if it could potentially be an avenue, as in it's a... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got that connection with the publisher. Um, I mean, I'd be... <laughs> we've talked so much about Giant Days and about whether or not Giant Days would... Whether an adaptation of Giant Days, it, it's... Um, it's one of those where you'd have to get the casting so right, you'd have to get the feel of it right. Would it actually translate? I mean, I think Scott Pilgrim shows that Giant Days could work in a form, even if it was quite different from the comic in in some ways. Yeah, I think yeah. if nothing else, like an adaptation of Giant Days would draw more people to the comic. So mm. even if it was a slightly inferior adaptation, mm. it would be the best advertising that this criminally overlooked comic could <laughs> yeah. could have um and i mean as I, I mentioned before hero squared i mean again the, I, this could be totally this might not be remotely on the table because it was so long ago i don't know if it's a series where the rights have maybe reverted back to the creators you know if it was only with boom for a particular period because it it it's the kind of thing that you know when boom started um they like many publishers when they start out you know did their sort of superhero universe stuff um because also wasn't irredeemable uh the mark wade series i have a feeling that was boom as well wasn't it it was yeah because it was when mark, wade, mark wade was actually editor-in-chief for a while i think wasn't he yeah um, so they were doing their um their superhero takeoff stuff but they've kind of moved away from that now and um, for a while as well something they were doing was they were um they were doing a lot of cartoon adaptation stuff uh, i mean they still are right they're still doing um stuff like power rangers yeah, yeah. but they, and they were doing things like they they did a muppets comic before disney bought marvel um so that so you know because they did they didn't they do the really good roger langridge muppet stuff they did um so you know they've they've kind of they've moved more into being um a, an indie publisher that publishes comics that uh have a i think a wider appeal kind of out you know certainly outside of like the superhero market and that bring in more diverse audiences effectively in terms of age particularly so um i don't know if the superhero stuff is the kind of stuff that would be on the table uh, but hero squared was a was a great little series i say by by keith giffen and, and jm dematis uh, were the writers they were the, the writers of the classic justice league international run um and the premise was uh can can you can you uh are you surprised that i like a, a series that's a superhero thing about parallel universes um it was about a superhero who falls into an alternate dimension where his alter ego never became a superhero and is basically fry from future armor um and in his universe, um, his alter ego's fiance in the universe that he runs into is his arch nemesis because she became a baddie and he became a superhero. But in this other universe, they're just ordinary people who live together. Um, and you end up with this quite interesting um, love quadrangle between the four characters. Um, it was just it was it was a great little series, and I think you know the, the idea of. Um, you know, again, it was a very sort of Arnold Rimmer meets Ace Rimmer kind of setup in terms of this schlubby guy meets this kind of superheroic version of himself. But then, as is often the case with these things, the superheroic version, you know, isn't necessarily always that great a guy kind of thing. So <laughs> that is the kind of thing you could imagine, like in a heartbeat, being a great Netflix series. 
Um, Irredeemable was was another of these kind of like Superman takeoffs. And the idea of Irredeemable is basically one day Superman goes mad and like commits genocide effectively. <laughs> and the rest of the heroes have to band together to stop him. But then it becomes a, yeah, it's it's more complex than just Superman is a baddie for the whole thing. But that is kind of the, which, you know, I know we've seen before. And I, I think the presence of the boys with an evil version of Superman in it, maybe, you know, would make that mm. less of it. Like, like if Netflix did a, a TV show of Irredeemable now, I could see the accusation of they're just ripping off the boys. Uh, I think there are there are similarities, even though there are um, differences. Was it specifically for animated shows, or did people just get on that because of um, wanting to see a Giant Days cartoon? Um, this just says, and for new TV, no live, no the the Netflix release specifically says live action and animated. Okay. I think it's just that, yeah, a lot of Boom's current slate and a lot of Boom's popular and award-winning slate lends itself well to animation. So I would like, um, I would like to see an ad- animated adaptation of the Rocco's Modern Life comic from Boom. <laughs> they did a, they, they did a new Rocco recently, didn't they? They did, yeah. Nickelodeon did, did the TV okay. movie. It came out at the same time as Invader Zim. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is. I mean, it's it's nice to see kind of a publisher that's been plugging away, doing doing interesting and and really kind mm-hmm. of critically acclaimed stuff. I mean, I, I've never read Lumberjanes, but I've also never seen anyone who's read it do anything other than praise it. While I would say I've um, never read a bad Boom comic, which isn't mm-hmm. to say I've read shitloads of them, but the ones I've read have always been pretty solid. Yeah. So that's you know that's 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 nice for Boom. I mean, I, I do think these these publisher package deals are always kind of interesting rather than sort of specifically picking out shows to adapt mm-hmm. but i guess is it really that different from dc warners and, and marvel disney really at the end of the day it's you know no, or um, miller world Netflix i was just gonna miller say world. i do find it interesting that we have still yet to see the first miller world netflix tv show and they're offering Jupiter's Jupiter's legacy in fairness is filming and well on its way. Yeah, it's on the way, but it's taken a while, and there's, there's yeah. not been, you well, know, it's not a new TV. Been, yeah, TV stayed like, four or five years. Like when when was that, that Miller World Netflix <laughs> thing? Feels like a lifetime ago. Look it up. See see when it was. I'm looking at up surprise now. me. Miller World Netflix, 2017. So yeah, yeah. August 2017. Yeah. Three yeah. years to go from a standing start doesn't seem yeah. that unreasonable. Yeah. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. $15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Okay, well, that's you know, as I say, that's that, that's interesting, sort of, and and actually, as well, kind of just positive to see some uh, uh, new news of of new things, um, you know, kind of new deals being signed, new things, you know. Obviously, they know nothing can go into production at the moment, but uh, <laughs> just think, just money going into the industry is good. Well, exactly, yeah. At this point, given that we don't know what shape the industry is going to be in, uh, <laughs> industry, <that>. what industry? <laughs> Um, I mentioned uh, DC and their link up with Warner's and and uh, with with HBO, obviously as well, kind of doing more and more stuff related to DC, and that leads us nicely onto our our next story, uh, which is about these guys, uh, Dark JJ Ustis, Dark Justice. JJ. I did not agree to this in advance. <laughs> no, James did not get to see the headlines. He did not get to see <laughs> Let There Be Carnage. Um, so yeah, this is uh, Justice League Dark. Uh, a franchise which I'll explain shortly for those who don't know um, is getting an HBO Max TV series and it's going to be produced by your favourite and mine, J.J. Abrams. <laughs> I mean, anything that keeps him away from Star Trek, right? <laughs> He's done two good Star Trek movies. I mean, he didn't make the third one, but you know, his Star Trek movies have got two good movies and one absolutely dreadful one but <laughs> yeah i'm not sure i can agree i mean this guy's been trying to do something for dc for a long time like i feel like it was like 2004 or something that he was supposed to be doing that terrible superman movie idea is that um, the one where he didn't fly <laughs> Uh, no, it was the one where Lex Luthor was a Kryptonian villain and That's Krypton didn't explode the and the second oh, film was going to be set on Krypton. So, yeah. When you hear me slagging off Man of Steel, know that I at least think that what we got there is better than we would have got with J.J. Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> That's the That's the nicest I will ever be about Man of Steel. Um, <laughs> so Justice League Dark is a a, a name and not necessarily, I, I, there's nothing wrong with the concept, but it is a name that has bafflingly persisted for nearly a decade because it was one of the launch titles of the, the new, new 52, 52 yeah. back in 2011 
And the premise is fine because the premise is basically it's various of DC's supernatural characters banding together as a group. It should and... have been called the Spooky Justice League. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it, it, you know, as I say, there's, there's nothing inherently wrong with that because partly all of those supernatural characters from, from Dead Man to Zatanna to Swamp Thing to even John Constantine, they all come out of a superhero tradition, you know. Have they ever been members of the Justice League, though? Because I feel like you can't just start calling yourself the Justice that's League. That's the thing. It's the name that was daft. It was, I mean, Dead Man might have been in it. I, I feel like Dead Man probably would have been in the Justice League in like Zatanna, surely. Or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, Zatanna, absolutely. Yeah, Zatanna was a member yeah, of the Catholic yeah. League. She was a proper full on Justice League. Maybe that's the link. Maybe the link is, oh, we've got Zatanna. It, so is, it is sort of tough to be like, well, I was in that team, so I'm going to just call myself yeah. the new version of that team. Like, if you left your, your company, and set up yeah. a new company under their name. <laughs> yeah. Like if I set up a company called Yahoo, Dark Yahoo, people will be like, you didn't work there that long, James. You weren't that involved. But I mean, th this was a time when kind of what, what DC had basically done at that point was they had they had fully closed the doors on Vertigo. Um, because, that, mm -hmm. I mean, well, no, Vertigo was still going as thing. They closed the doors on the Vertigo universe because what DC had done... DC had kind of developed throughout the eight, the 1980s and particularly the late 80s a stable of supernatural characters that lent themselves really well to appearing in suggested for mature readers books. Obviously, Sandman <laughs> being the prime example, but it all kind of span out. <laughs> if you like I, urban fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then, but what they sort of gradually did was move those characters actually away from the DC universe. Like it is a fascinating thing about Sandman that Sandman is technically in its entirety, in the DC universe. But they moved it over to Vertigo, and initially Vertigo was, this is still DCU set, but we just try not to make reference to the superheroes if we can avoid it. Then Vertigo started being a place where you would also get, if not creator-owned, then certainly entirely sort of... Standalone universes. Things like, like Preacher being a really obvious example, and then a lot of other stuff that followed after that. So by the time of 2011, the Vertigo, the part of Vertigo that was technically DC connected basically got shut off for good when they ended Hellblazer. Um, and as I say, they kept Vertigo as an imprint, but um, created this new version of John Constantine, who was a younger version, who was more firmly in the DC universe, who said the word bollocks a lot whenever he was being written by Americans. And one of the things they put him in, as well as giving him his own series, was Justice League Dark, which pulled all these characters together. I don't, I don't dislike that idea of of the spooky, supernatural, horror-y, mystery, magic side of DC all getting together and telling stories about them. It's a nice premise, and you can see why over the last ten years, people have looked at doing projects based on it. There was supposed to be a Guillermo del Toro movie of it, which you could see working really well. Uh, that's obviously not on the table now, but. Um, what they are looking at doing is an HBO Max series. So we could be getting our third screen, John Constantine, I, unless they dig out Matt Ryan for it again. But I think I think he's too firmly ensconced in the Arrowverse now that, that they can't sort of they can't pull him out into something else unless it's part of that universe. And I think because it's HBO Max, it's not CW or, or any of that, yeah. that stable. Uh, I don't think it I don't think it can be, but uh, people always like correcting me on matters to do with the the DC shows. So if you want to correct me, do so. Uh, yeah, bring back. Don't bring back Matt Ryan. He's had his go. He's like he's had enough of a go. I'm sorry, Matt Ryan. I think I've said this before. Always looks to me like somebody cosplaying as John Constantine. He he's just 
he just looks like someone dressed up. It's he's just never worked for me. I prefer the Keanu Reeves version, even though it's a completely different character. I'm sorry. I'm gonna watch just gonna watch the viewer numbers dwindle as I say that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, this could be fun. We could see characters, like the good DC characters, uh, we could get to see uh, on screen for the first time. It's worth noting as well that actually in later versions of Justice League Dark, in the in the Rebirth version, they made Wonder Woman the leader of the team because I think they I think they were trying to address that. Well, we've called this a Justice League, uh, so mm. we need to have a Justice League character. And they did an animated, uh, one of those animated straight-to-DVD movies, and they put Batman in it. Batman is like the forefront character on the cover of that. So, I mean, if you're going to have a Justice League Dark, it kind of makes sense for Batman to be in it. I wouldn't imagine that this TV show would do that. I think you would be looking at certainly Constantine, almost certainly Zatanna, Deadman. I mean, Deadman's got to be a shoo-in. Deadman is a great character because he's a, he's a ghost. Um, his thing <laughs> he, he possesses people, but when he possesses them, they, because of his personality, he's basically this wise-cracking circus acrobat. <laughs> and it's like, it's always fun when characters get possessed by Boston Brand and he talks like Boston Brand. And his outfit, if, you, if you've never seen Deadman, uh, I mean, if I, if I felt like kind of Googling and actually flashing up an image on screen, but go and Google an image of Deadman, the DC character. He's such a good design. He basically looks like Daredevil if Daredevil was a skeleton. It's brilliant. Uh, so I'd love so one, to... So one thing is the character I would want to see in this... Well, because there's that question, okay, of the uh, the swamp. We've just had a Swamp Thing TV show. Would would they wheel out Swamp Thing again? Would they even try and tie it to that? Did we have know. a Swamp Thing TV show? Not really, right? <laughs> well, we did. It, it exists. There was a what was it like a monumental accounting fuck up that made it immediately unprofitable before it even got any viewers. Yeah. People, yeah. people who saw it seemed to really like it. Uh, oh, yeah, I, mean, I don't think it was bad. Yeah. I think it was wasn't the report that someone, yeah, someone doing the budgets basically misaccounted for that there was going breaks. to be a massive tax yeah. break, and, and then it, wasn't, and so they just had no money. Yeah. Season two, yeah, and it, or they couldn't afford to finish season one, could they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's the story. I, I I have a feeling that was denied. Whether it was denied convincingly, I don't know. Yeah, it, it may have been denied, denied to try and avoid control. looking like a bunch of fucking amateurs. <laughs> um, but anyway, I think this is you know, if HBO were looking to do an HBO and sort of do some DC stuff, I mean, I still think the DC thing that that should get turned into a TV show is Hitman. Well, I mean, I think Starman as well, but, you know, we'll come to that. Uh, but, you know, I, I think HBO could do a Hitman TV show that would that, that made reference to being in Gotham. Like, I don't think you'd have an appearance by Batman or by Green Lantern like one of the arcs did, but I think you could you could set it in Gotham and you could call it Gotham and you could make reference to, to Batman and Catwoman and stuff. And you could preserve so much of what made Hitman good in a TV show, as long as you got the casting right. I don't understand why it's not their first port of call, especially seeing as they love making things about Batman that don't have Batman in. I don't understand why they haven't. <laughs> I was thinking that. that about this. Like, will will the Dark just Justice League Dark be one of those shows where Batman I'll has in, inaccountably disappeared? They'll be like, oh, ever since Batman disappeared. <laughs> Maybe like, Batman oh, really? created the team, and that's why he's called why it's called the Justice League Dark. Yeah. Um it just the name Justice League Dark just makes me think it's a chocolate bar. I just think if you put the name Dark on the end of something, it's like, it's like <laughs> a chocolate bar. Um, yeah. But you know, as a, even calling it something like Dark Justice feels like it would be a slightly better name. But I don't. Justice, I, again, I think, Justice League Milk. 
I mean, just 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 call it House of Mystery or something like that. Like DC has got horrory names and titles in its background that you could, you know, House of Secrets, House of Mystery, all of that stuff. Um, the unexpected. Yeah, but you know, I no one I, expects them, Sam. <laughs> Challenges of the unknown. I I admittedly would not. <laughs> I admittedly would not expect that that group of characters to turn up because I'd be like, so you're a magician. Like, you know, you're a swamp monster. <laughs> it's like I remember back when they, uh, when, when, what, when kind of DC's then equivalent of the Justice League Dark was basically John Constantine. It was your characters who'd shown up in uh, the books of magic. It was John Constantine and the Phantom Stranger and Doctor Occult and Mister E. Uh, and like they they they'd appeared in um, uh, books of magic, the Neil Gaiman series, and there's a line where John Constantine says, "Oh, the charge of the Trenchcoat Brigade," and then they did a four issue miniseries with them reuniting called the Trenchcoat Brigade. It's like <laughs> that, I, I like that. That's a good that, title. I don't know. That's that's that another, let there be to, carnage. That let speaks to to DC's willingness to like take anything Neil Gaiman tosses off and turn it into a universe. <laughs> Yeah, pretty like, much. It was just a joke, guys. You don't have to <laughs> wank yourself off over it. Listen, I've read an awful lot of those Sandman Presents miniseries. They are very some of them are good quality. Oh, yeah, some of them are great, but some Love of them Street's were, really good, yeah. Some of them were tenuous. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so J.J. Abrams. I have no idea how J.J. Abrams will, will cope with something like that. He's not the first name I would have thought of for this property. Put it with on. any luck, he will be just sticking his name on it to try and get it made. And people who actually care about and have talent for what they're doing will take over. Maybe his son will have a go. Oh, yeah, yeah. True, when he's finished writing that Spider-Man comic that he's definitely going to finish. Writing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, okay, well, we've got, we've got nearly 40 minutes in. Uh, do we want to talk about Stargirl or do we want to take some listener questions? Or should we talk? Should we say that we're going to take some, some viewer slash listener questions, but while we wait for them to come in on the comments feed, let's, should we quickly talk about Stargirl? Let's do three minutes on Stargirl and no more. <laughs> okay. Because I watched the trailer for Stargirl and I thought it looked quite good. Okay, so yeah, let's have James watching this trailer not be for nothing. Um, there's been a few actually little kind of promos and 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 videos and stuff have shown up for for Stargirl as they're ramping up because it's it's going to land on DC Universe next month. We think. Uh, I say we think like that is what they've said. I'm just saying I, I feel like everything has to be taken with a pinch of salt in this world right now. But it is set to debut on DC Universe next month. So. Uh, there was a new trailer for it that, I, that what it mainly does is open up a little bit more uh, the premise being very much about the Justice Society and the next generation of the Justice Society. We already kind of knew that this show was quite generational and because obviously it's about Courtney, a star girl picking up the legacy of, of Starman. Um, but it also what we've what we've kind of learned over the past kind of few weeks as character stuff has come out and trailers have come out is that we are also getting. Uh, young legacy versions of uh, Wildcat, Doctor Midnight, and Our Man, as well as uh, the Injustice Society, who are the baddies. Um, and we also get in this trailer a glimpse of the original Justice Society, all sat around a table uh, with the kind of that lineup present and correct. Uh, so this is very much, while it's called Star Girl, what it really seems to be is about a team of young heroes so uh james yeah someone who's who's not had the the close eye on an interest in this property that i have what, what what did you make of that trailer so 
it's not my kind of show that's fair to say <laughs> but i thought it looked like a fun version like if this was about marvel heroes i would probably be all over it mm. like i know you were you thought it looked a bit cheap um and that the costumes were maybe not up to much, but I, I sort of it, think, I think it looks if, a bit more Smallville than I was hoping it might. I think uh, I sort of think if you were making uh, a show about kids being superheroes, this this looks like it would look like, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Um, I did think I'm not sure her name. I think the lead actress Brett in that Bessinger. trailer. Who sorry? A uh, Brett Bessinger or Bessinger. It's like the old yeah. basin just question again. I don't know which <laughs> it is. It strikes me as um, maybe not the greatest. Mm. Like I don't, based on the trailer, it's hard to say for sure. But we were talking before about how um, she sort of lacks the raw charisma of uh, Melissa Benoist from. Yeah, it was like it was. I just said it. It was so obvious from those first trailers, like just how Melissa Benoist had, had nailed it and sort of had the 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 charisma and the personality and and all of that. And yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say there's anything that looks kind of actively bad. It just looks very sort of unexpected and quite yeah middling and, and generic performance. Um, yeah, I do think there's just something about. I feel like. As I say, it's a similar problem that Smallville had. I think it's it's like when you see the shot of the of the Justice Society sat around the table, um, and like none of them look wrong in terms of their costumes. Um, but I think I think to an extent, Watchmen had this, as in Watchmen the movie had this problem as well. And as I say, I think definitely kind of what Smallville did. It feels like whenever they go back to do like those kind of older heroes and those old golden age costumes, they don't seem to be able to find the way to stop them looking cheesy and rubbish that i think you know shows and films are starting to successfully do with more modern costumes you know the the mcu is is generally nailing it i think the 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 arrowverse does a pretty decent job as well you know i think the flash costumes have got better and better um yeah i you know i i like that there is definitely i'd say you look at this and i've, I've got the frame paused and you look at these these characters sitting around the table and you've got interestingly as it, i say interesting because i think it's interesting they haven't left him out there is a golden age flash there in a costume that looks much more comicsy and by comicsy i mean alex ross actually it looks like an alex ross drawing um than you know the the jay garrick of the of the tv show um the 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 starman costume that they've got which is the sylvester pemberton skyman costume is pretty much 100 percent comics accurate but then he's from a later era anyway like that costume is is a, a kind of 70s creation i think and it's not a kind of old 1940s thing like you see our man sat around the table in his hood and with his with his hour thing um, they've got sandman in there they've got the um the wesley dodd sandman in his gas mask and hat they've got dr fate in his helmet <laughs> Um, there's a couple of characters who I can't pin exactly who they're supposed to be. I know Wildcat's there. I think the one who looks a bit like Captain America is probably the Atom. Uh, oh no, hang on, because because somebody who's got an owl. So maybe that. Oh no, that's that's Doctor Midnight at the front. Uh, so maybe that's yeah, that's Wildcat on the other side. Maybe the Atom's not there. Hawkman and Hawk Girl are there. Johnny Thunder's there. Uh, and some... I feel like we're reaching our Starman quota, Seb. <laughs> okay, I'll stop going through uh, the, uh, the the Justice Society members in that. But anyway, yeah, I just I, I I think I like the idea of this being about you know I've talked about this before. I like the idea of it being about DC's legacy heroes and stuff. I just yeah, I I I, I worry that this is going to be a little bit cheap 
and throwaway and and kind of a bit kind of kiddie with sort of being about the younger characters it's whether it'll hit that right balance so it will see but i mean i'm, I'm sure I'm, you will I'm be watching it. it yeah I'll, I'll definitely give it a look if, if you know given the characters yeah. that it's referencing uh but i i'm interested actually genuinely in the fact that, that you say that you think it looks pretty decent because maybe i'm just sort of i'm uh, not necessarily <laughs> judging it fairly so uh we'll see but we'll, we'll find a way to look at that and if not actually you know co- cover it in detail with an episode uh then you know we'll uh, I'll definitely try and at least have a look at that and see how that comes out uh we've had a few questions come through uh on on that sort of slight delay on the feed people have had a chance to think of them and the feed has had a chance to pull them through would you like to answer some questions mm, yeah yeah why not <laughs> <laughs> okay james which disney plus superhero animated shows are worth watching I think the X-Men animated series is definitely worth watching. <laughs> really? Uh, to, be honest, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know um, what else is on there. I am... Isn't it basically everything? <laughs> There's a lot. The, hmm. the thing I want to watch after I finish with X-Men is probably um, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, although I don't think that's generally considered good. No, but it's it's seminal. It's when I yeah, <laughs> it, it's uh, it occupies an interesting space, not least because it's got uh, <laughs> Spider-Man living in like a secret base in an apartment that turns into a secret base. Like it's a very unusual take on Spider-Man. Well, also it's Spider-Man, like is it like with Iceman. And what yeah. was going to be the Human Torch, but they didn't have the rights, so they created Firestar. Mm-hmm. It's just bizarre that they sort yeah. of that, that was their what they decided to put together. <laughs> I'm I'm interested to revisit that. Mm. Um, I think uh, I don't know if Wolverine and the X Men is on there, but that is really good. Um, that's probably, and it hurts me to say it, that's probably the best X Men cartoon that there's ever been. So Wolverine and the X-Men is on there Definitely go and watch that uh, What's your feeling on um, X-Men Evolution So I remember the excitement when that came out Because that was the post-movie one Yeah, see, as soon as I saw the first shots from that I was like, I'm just not going to bother And I never have <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of people Would probably expect an answer to this To be Spider-Man 94 <laughs> In fact, there we go There is a comment saying 90 Spider-Man I feel whether this is fair or not, I liken the relationship between X-Men and Spider-Man 94 to Batman and Superman, the animated series, which is that the second one, the, the, the thing you expect them to do as the natural follow on, um, kind of from a production point of view is doing all the same things that the first one did, but something about it just doesn't quite have that magic. Like the Superman show, you know, you would think, especially for me, like a Superman TV show that is that has got that aesthetic that kind of follows on from the Batman show and is doing like comics faithful takes on Superman and characters and stuff would be so up my street. And I find it so dry and dull. And I feel similarly about the Spider-Man show. I don't think it has that 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 sorry, it I'm doesn't yeah. it, that X factor. <laughs> the it X doesn't factor it just well. it really doesn't have that sort of magic ingredient does it like it, mm. it just feels sort of anodyne 
Mm. Um, and, it, and you know, and I can't get fired up about it. That's like the thing. from the comics. Like I don't understand yeah. why it. I just I don't it. feel invest, invested in in that show, and I've watched it all a couple of times, mm. like over the course of my life. But um, I don't know. I, I I think the best thing about the Spider-Man TV show is the influence that it had on the the Neversoft games, like the the <laughs> that that setting and those versions of the characters. I think are actually best represented in the in the Neversoft games. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I would say keep keep your eye on the Patreon, and I will be <laughs> delving more into Disney Plus's superhero offerings. How much X Men have you got time. I've done a season and a half of X Men. And how many are there? <laughs> Five seasons. Oh, okay. So you still got a way but, to go. Well, in, yeah. okay. So in between episodes of in between seasons of X Men, I'm dipping into other series and looking at cartoons. Mm. From those starring the X-Men. So I will probably do the episodes of Spider-Man that had the X-Men in, for example. Um, at some point, I will do any 60s appearances I can find. Um, stuff like that. Yeah. Just as a fun pal- palette cleanser between seasons. And then maybe when I finished X-Men, I might go and look at the 90s Iron Man one. I quite enjoyed that. Or the 90s Fantastic Four. I don't know. I'll see. So definitive answer there on which ones are worth watching. James is going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if you keep watching the Patreon, I will find out which ones are worth watching. <laughs> um, do we think that Sony will eventually do yeah. their own end game with the likes of Venom, Carnage, Morbius, and maybe multiple spider I think they will definitely have that on a whiteboard somewhere. <laughs> I think it will be awful, but they are, they are going to do it. Do you think they'll get? Do you think they will manage to reach that point before the bubble bursts on that? By and when the bubble bursts, um, when Morbius comes out, yeah, I think by the time by the time Morbius comes out, I think this idea will already be in development. Hmm. So it's going to be too late. <laughs> they will definitely try it. They'll try and do something. I feel they will like... develop it for sure. Whether they get to release it is another matter, but. I'm certain it's already part of the roadmap. Yeah. I, I, I think post Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, and Spider-Man uh, Homer's Barbershop Quartet, um, I think that's the point when they go, okay, we're going to bring them together. We're going to not necessarily do a big crossover, but we are going to have something, whether that's Spider-Man appearing in a Venom film or we're going to do a Spider-Man film where this I Venom th- appears. I or think that's, when that's the point th- at which they'll start. To... I think before Venom 3, we get a Spider-Man and Venom crossover and possibly yeah. it's Maximum Carnage. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. but yeah, they're desperate to do it. They are absolutely desperate. Well, there was it. my impression is that part of the negotiation between Sony and Marvel was that they were like, okay, we won't take as much money from the Marvel Spider-Man film, but we get to use Spider-Man in our own mm. film. And it's not called Spider-Man, it's called something else. So, mm. something like that. But yeah. Um, another question has come through, one one aimed at me. Are we planning to come no. to the point? I feel, it feels like the moment's passed, but I should go back and watch it at some point and do something. on Maybe on a Patreon. Look, if I if I get the chance to... I say if I get the chance, we're in lockdown. I will... I will <laughs> I will I will watch Crisis and I will do a Patreon episode saying what I thought of it. There's no point. <laughs> Don't you threaten this. Point, but... <laughs> All right, X-Men boy. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a look. I feel like I already know most of what happened in it, but I'll give it a look and, and give some thoughts on it. Uh, that, that is my pledge. 
Uh, here's a bit of news that we missed. Uh, E4 announced today that uh, from the 7th of May, they're going to be showing the Harley Quinn series. Are you planning on watching it? I would have thought that I had no interest in it until I saw a clip and saw that their version of Bane has got the Tom Hardy voice. They've done Bane like with a with a basically a <laughs> Tom Hardy voice, and that made me interested. And then I've watched some other clips, and what was kind of off putting to me was the amount of swearing in it. And it's not that I don't like swearing, but uh, it felt very oh look we're adult and we can be edgy, and so we're we're gonna have Harley Quinn tell Batman that he that he fucks bats like. Uh, that seemed like it was like just quite kind of puerile and trying to be edgy for edgy's sake. What I've seen of it suggests that maybe there's a bit more to the show than that. And uh, yeah, I didn't know it was getting this this UK broadcast, but um, I, I, I think I think I'll give it a look. And again, if it's kind of worth if, if James gives it a look and if it's worth doing some coverage, I think we we might maybe look at that because I have actually heard quite good things about it. Yeah, I would definitely give it a try um, when it turns up on a streaming platform without adverts. <laughs> oh god that's a point Eve. i mean i, I can get it on the i'm phone, not saying through adverts for anyone so <laughs> sorry and and all four is the worst but well it's the worst. It's the worst. So bad, yeah. dreadful yeah dreadful platform so uh if anyone yeah, wants I... to send me a dvd <laughs> i think of the people watching maybe maybe there's somebody <laughs> who's in a position to, to yeah get involved yeah. on the distribution side and sort that out for you um Okay, I think that's it for questions that we've had from people, unless people have any more kind of uh, questions and comments. Uh, thank you to everyone who has uh, watched along and commented. We appreciate you sticking with us through this. Uh, apologies if you left us a comment that we didn't put up on screen. Um, we, yeah, this this was going to be another half an hour thing, and it's gone for nearly an hour. So, uh, but these are I'm I'm enjoying doing these live mini sodes, not least because we don't have to edit them before putting them out on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but also, no, genuinely, I, I like the interaction, and I, I like I like sort of not having to hide the fact that we're looking up stuff as we go, which is let's, usually what we do on these. Let's episodes, wait and see but... if we get any negative feedback from the audio only listeners first before we commit to this. Oh, I'm enjoying yeah. I'm enjoying it too. I'm enjoying it as well, but we'll yeah. see. Okay, yeah. Let, let, if if you're an audio only listener and these are irritating you, let us know what you think. And if you want us to do some proper news episodes without the the viewer input, then we'll then we'll do that. But these are fun, uh, as ever. Yes, we'll be. Um, we're not doing this week uh, a film live stream. Um, just basically this this weekend's tricky for for scheduling and personal reasons, so we we can't fit in uh, doing one this week. But you got done slot on Spider Verse last Saturday, so you know if you haven't watched that yet, go back and watch that stream because despite some little technical glitches here and there uh that was a really entertaining chat i think um you know and, and we we are really enjoying doing those and we're enjoying the reactions and interactions we get off people to those so there will be another one and it'll be a, a patreon exclusive when it's live and then it'll go on youtube afterwards so that'll be next yeah, week we're gonna get um, alan moore to watch league of extraordinary gentlemen <laughs> ideally ideally he's not responded <laughs> to the emails yet but yeah uh, even better, we're going to get James to watch Watchmen. <laughs> it's <a new> show. <laughs> um, yeah, so and obviously we'll be back with a with a main episode shortly. Uh, we well, we've just I say shortly. No, maybe not because we've just put one out. <laughs> we just put out our Terminator Two episode. If you somehow do, we even know what we're doing next. Uh, no, we're still winging it. I, I think we've got a couple of we've got things that we've talked about, but we haven't nailed it down yet. We'll we'll nail is it, it down. Time, is it time to do Sin City Two yet? 
We haven't done Kick-Ass 2 yet, either. We haven't done Kick-Ass 2. Well, we've, we've had a lot of suggestions over the last 24 hours for films we should do from people responding to the fact that we've done Terminator 2 and said, why haven't you done this comic book film? So the <laughs> yeah. next one will definitely be based on We know there are comic films left. Yeah. We just wanted to do some films that were really good. Yeah. Uh, you can't begrudge us wanting to do Terminator 2 at a time like this. Um, so, yeah, that's on there. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do the usual uh, subscribe and whatever spiel because it's a mini-sode and you all know it anyway. But thank you again for watching or for listening. Uh, feedback as ever at Cinity underscore verse on Twitter. Podcast at cinematicuniverse.com. Let us know how you're getting on with these things. And we will see you the next time we decide to either hop on a video or, or put a recording out. So um, thanks again and goodbye. James is waving. That doesn't work on audio. <laughs> you can't think Bye. of those audio listeners. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>